It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app, a bleary-eyed John Schmelk and a slightly less bleary-eyed Jeff Beagles with you. <laughs> the phone number is 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you can. Guys, literally, I'm watching every one of our phone lines blink right now. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be one of those days, Jeff, and we yeah. welcome your calls. We know you're upset. We're here for you to talk some Giants football and be your sounding board. So... We're going to screen calls in about eight minutes at around 1240 because I don't want to keep everyone on hold for like 20 minutes before we, you know, start taking them. Because Jeff and I are going to talk a little bit about the game first. So stay put. Keep calling it if you want. But we're not going to pick up and screen for another 10 we'll minutes or you. so, okay? But I promise we'll go rapid fire today. We'll get in as many calls as, as we can. I know you guys want to chat, and there's a lot to say. A lot happened in that game last night, and we'll get to all that. Yeah. If you listened to that fan last night, you heard Jeff's take. Uh, on what happened last night, Jeff, we'll get it again. And to me, Jeff, what what sticks out in this game and what probably makes this, at least for me, uh, the most painful and frustrating of losses in the Joe Judge era, and yes, that includes that Eagles game last year, which was brutal, mm-hmm. there were just so many missed opportunities and chances. You know, that Ingram drop last year against Philly, it's one play. And it happens. Well, you had that this game with Slayton, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I think the Slayton catch was more difficult, in fairness. It was kind of more of a fingertip grab than the one last year. So, again. It wasn't laid in there like the one was in Philly. Again, it's a pass you should have caught, but it wasn't an easy catch. It was a moderately difficult catch, is how I'll put it. But you had that. You had the inability to get one first down on their next offensive possession. You had the Dexter Lawrence offsides. You had multiple penalties earlier in the game that turned into points. You had the defense's inability to get just one stop in the last couple of Washington drives. So it was just a a conflation of offense, defense, and special teams of lack of execution— but also a lack of discipline, mental mistakes. You can literally check situational football. You could almost <laughs> check every— like a, This is like a football encyclopedia we're going through here. <laughs> Dude, it's like a bingo card of, of the how you lose football games, and they yeah. managed to do so many of those things just in the last six minutes of the game, which is why, for me, this one is so frustrating because they had so many chances in different— aspects of the game to put this away and they just couldn't do it feel free to either add to that or if you want to pick a specific instance you want to touch well, on we could do that too no and I, I know it's 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 been it's a it was a long 24 hours here for uh everyone and I know you know getting back late and but the, more like 12 Jeff we're yeah, not tw- at 24 yet okay well it seems like 24 <laughs> yeah, I know it does. <laughs> um no I I would like to add just a little bit I mean please I I, I am I'm a very positive person uh, by nature. John, you've known me a long time. That's, That's just the way that I am. So I always try to, to take positives out of anything. Je- Jeff, um, Jeff is the cheery exterior of the show. I, I am true. definitely that point. So, uh, you know, and I, I can take a lot of positives. And, you know, I like to do that because on Friday's show, there was a couple, there was one caller. Um, I think it might have been Rick from Tampa. I don't remember who it was, but we lo- we walked him off the ledge. I believe it was Rick in Tampa. I think so. Right. I I feel like you know it's time to do that again. But with this is going to be a tough one because I feel like a lot of people already have one leg dangling out the window. You know, before I had two feet on the ledge and I was able to get your back. This is a tough one um, because of the things that you said, John, and it it really does it gets to you. There were so many points left out. It, out there, okay. The Giants basically they handed this game to a division rival. Okay, they could have been one and zero in the division. Um, the the first quarter, we all sat there and watched this offense go down the field in a fashion that we have not seen forever, and it was, it was motion. A great drive. It was un. I mean, RPOs, I'm getting, I, I'm getting goosebumps action, talking about it. I R- swear to you, RPOs, play action, rollout, it was no huddle, beautiful. Er- you Screens. name it, it was there. It was there, and and you're sitting there saying to yourself, okay, 
now we're kind of moving. This is the second game of the season. This is almost like the first regular season game. And, you know, the offense is starting to get in their little groove and Galladay's back and, you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden we, we have the injury. Okay. And that was a devastating injury to that offensive line. Nick Gates is such a leader. He's such a great player. He's so versatile. And I by mean, the for, way, I watched that back on Coach's tape today, and I saw why they did not show that replay on television there, last night. I, I did it not was, watch it. it Those things bad. gross me out. Well, now, again, again, the Coach's tape is not close up, Jeff, so you're not getting like the full effect of it. But look, I, they didn't show one television replay of that last night, and I understand yeah. why after watching it. And, um, you know, it just it just so happens that these these injuries that come in Washington are, are kind of spooky. Right. I mean, look, look at the look at the injuries that have happened to, you know, Joe Theismann. And then you've got um, what's it, uh, the quarterback. It's just, just it's crazy. So anyways, listen, I, I, I feel that that was a big blow to that offensive line. They, they are trying they were trying to change some things up. They did some good things in the running game, some good things in the passing game. We all understand now what J- Daniel Jones can do with some protection. And by the way, those front four for that Washington team is no slouch. Those guys are really, really good. And I, I thought they held up a little bit. But, but we got to get to the butt. I heard, by, by the way, just, just on the protection very mm-hmm. quickly, I thought the first half was a bit of a struggle. I thought they were all over. I thought they got a little bit better in the second half. Yeah, but they I think, got better. I think overall better. PFF had them at about a 50% pressure rate, which would have been like the second worst in the league in week one. But I did think in the second half, Jeffrey saw some more chipping from the tight ends and the running backs, and yeah. I thought the protection got better in the second half. In the first half, Daniel was kind of under siege for a lot of that first half. And and, and deservingly so. I mean, think about this. There, you got sure. a new left guard. you got a new center. Yep. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just, uh, they got to, and they made some adjustments at halftime to help them. And, and some of them you just mentioned, there were some, and by the way, I mean, Kyle Rudolph had a, I don't know if people saw it, the chip block that he had on Chase Young, I mean, is phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. Um, but I think that, you know, the one thing that gets me in this game, okay, out of all the things that you mentioned, a litany of things, John, um, the one thing that gets me the most is Two minutes, 16 seconds left in the game. Um, that whole sequence of what you're thinking about there. I, I just, you know, I, I'm more of like, okay, you got, a, you got a quarterback who is just eating your lunch. The coverage was playing so off all day, just giving him tons of room to throw. No pressure on the quarterback. You made this guy look like he was Dan Marino, um, and he did well. And we all knew that he was accurate. We talked about that in our pregame show um, yesterday, how accurate he is. And, and he showed you that. He hit it 7, 10, 13, whatever it was in a row that he hit. But you give him you – you're going to give the ball back to this guy and – expect that the defense that really had done nothing all day is going to stop him? Well, I mean, the goal, I look, and Joe Judge was asked this today, Jeff, so I, sh- I should give his answer, and I'll power- paraphrase it because I don't have it cut in front of me here because he, literally he just ended right before we started, so I have a chance to turn it around. He said, look, we weren't playing to rely on the defense to get the stop. Um, he said they had faith in the running game to gain a couple of yards, and if you look back, um, two drives prior, Saquon had a run for seven yards, and Saquon had a run for five yards. I just, understand. Ju- just, just two possessions prior, and he had a run for one yard uh, the one possession prior. So he said, look, we wanted to get the first down, but if we didn't, make sure they used a couple of timeouts. Now, for me, I like the play-action pass on second down because I feel like that is usually when you're going to get them biting on it and you can kind of create something there. So I think that's fair. Do I have a problem, though, with the, the two-run and a pass combination? Uh, I, I honestly... It, to me, it's not the egregious thing that a lot of people are making it out to be. Again, I'm, I'm a play-action pass guy in second down. That's something Eli talked about on the Manning cast on, on Monday night watching that game, and I, I agree with him on that. But, I, look, I'm always going to err on the side of being aggressive. You know me. Mm-hmm. But, look, what happens if you throw an incomplete pass on second down and then you throw an incomplete pass on third down? Then they have two timeouts and the two-minute warning and you're sitting there, and it's a lot easier for them to score. So there are two sides of the coin there. There are. There are. It's just the optics of it just don't don't look good to me, okay? And I, I feel like – and here's my point, and, and it could be relative or not. I don't know, but this is just the way that I think. Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Daniel Jones is, is – he is your guy. And he played a hell of a game, by and the he's, way. And he's playing a hell of a game up to that point. If you do not have confidence in your quarterback – to make something happen, like I, I mean, I just wish there would have been some better play calling there. I just, I'm listen. I, I'm not an offensive coordinator. This is just me, okay. And 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 there are two sides to the coin. 
a little more creative. Creative. Some, I mean, the RPOs were there all day. I mean, just something. Okay. Now, I wouldn't have minded like uh, a read option where something. Jones had a chance to keep it. I would have been fine with that because then you can kind of keep the clock running right. Maybe you do like a wide receiver screen where it's not going to be incomplete, and maybe you try to you know keep the clock moving that way. I think. Look to your point. There were options there. There were. But and by the way, not for nothing. If he puts that pass perfectly on Shepard on the slant on third down, maybe he turns it upfield and gets the first down. Well, it's, there's a chance. It's not there's impossible. Because we've, we've seen Shep do that before. Yeah. It was just thrown behind him, and, you know, that incomplete pass is a, is a timeout in essence. Um, now, it, know, it, didn't really, it didn't really matter because they ended up getting the two-minute warning right, okay. on the kickoff anyway. That's correct. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so I'll take that back. But, no, but I, you know, the, you're right, though. You're right, though. It, it did stop the clock. The other situation that I, you know, and again, you're you you are never going to you just said about being aggressive, okay? So obviously the drop by Slayton, he catches that ball, game is over. That's game a 10-point lead. Yep. Um and I got to give some kudos to uh Daniel Jones being able to on a third and 15 scramble for 11 yards to get into field goal range. That was a heck of a play by him. Which, it, by the way, after two self-inflicted wounds on consecutive <laughs> false start penalties, that turned the third and five into a third and 15. That's another one of those things I was talking about. Which is what I'm getting to when you talk about – this is what I'm saying. So you want to be aggressive. There's a chance that they could have maybe gone for it on fourth down there. To, to, you know, By the way, you're driving for a two-score uh, advantage that you're going to win the game. But, you know, the field goal, I get it. I get it. So there's a lot of hypotheses. I mean, we could have done – you can go both, both ways on these things. Here's and by the, the way, thing, I think you can also argue for a punt there too. I don't think that's out of the question. It was not out of the question. Um, in fact, because if you miss the field goal, you give them really good field position for oh, them to go down. You're you know? in trouble if you miss that field goal. Big trouble. Which, by the way, Gano doesn't miss field goals. So No, apparently uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he's like it's like Tech Mobile. I mean, it's just like boop, boop, you know. Remember, um, remember Super Toe? Are you old old enough to remember what uh, Super Toe was? I do not remember. Okay, Super so Toe, Super Jeff, Toe, Super Toe was a little toy that you used to set it up. It had it was a little football on a tee. It was a kicker, and you would you would you would hit the top of his head. His leg would kick up, and it would kick the field goal, and you <laughs> you never missed it. It was just Super Toe. Anyway, so um, back to this. I mentioned this on our post game because this was drilled into my head even though I never did these, but um, it was always in. Tom Coughlin, forever in my mind. Number one, you turn it over on the road, you lose the game. Okay, that was a big one. Um, the Giants did not turn the football over. Zero. Which was good. And by the way, what did they do last week? They won the turnover battle last week, correct? Did they win the turnover battle against Denver and lose the game? I think they ended up being minus one in that game, but they I were, will okay. double-check that. So that's just one thing that it sits in my mind forever. The other one is penalties will cost you games. Penalties cost you games. Penalties cost this guy's game last night. Okay, the hold on C.J. Board for a touchdown off the, off the board, no pun intended. Wait, 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 which, by the way, I did not think was a bad call. It could have gone it either was, way. It was borderline, but Jeff, you know what happens when you see a guy with a handful of jersey and he pulls it? Flag you, comes out. You make it easy on the official when you do that. Yep, yep. Um, you know the one, the one play where um, Billy uh, Davis. Um, he's turnover battle. By the way, was even last week. Jeff. It, was it was even, even last even, week. Yes. Okay, even. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyways, you had a legal man downfield on a on a on a screenplay. Um, you know, these are just things that you know. That's kind of that's a that's you know. Sometimes that gets called, sometimes it doesn't. But um, penalties will lose you these games, and this is a tough one. It's you know ten days before the next game now. Um, you got to sit on this. Uh, and the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on. I know we have a, a slate of callers today. Um, Dexter Lawrence. Um, listen, I, I just you know this is one of those things where I don't care. It's it's very rare that happens. From if you're going to get a jump on the ball from the middle position in on a defensive line trying to block a kick um, I understand that sometimes it happens but my goodness the ball is right in front of you that is a blow that's a tough one that is and I just I woke up the household last night it was late when that happened it was like the shot heard around the Fiegel's house I mean it was there was people awakened after that oh and, did you yell oh my son Trevor who's a big football fan he was he was in the other room because we were uh, I was in in my office watching and and 
yeah, we both woke up the house after he missed it. And it was, you know how sometimes in the, in your house you have a delay on some TVs? Oh, no. He, he had he had the one before me. So he hurt. He did it before. So he's like, he missed it. He missed it. And all of a sudden I get it. So I know he missed the kick. And then he also heard when oh, jumped boy. off sides. Now, now <laughs> did, did you see the jump off sides right away when you no. watched it live? No, I did not because I was just I. watching the kick. Yeah. Yep. And then. Um, and By then the way, was- and it's funny, before he kicked that, Jeff, I went to call on his headset and I turned to Madge, our engineer, and I go, guys, he's missing this kick. I just, for some reason, yeah, you I feel felt it, right? like he was missing it, yeah. and I, I ended up being right. But did I you did. have two fingers at the at the at the uh, screen, like mm, <laughs> I did kind not. Of him. <laughs> but but I, I I I did not predict that he would have a second chance at it. So well, first of I all, take the you know by covering the NFL when these NFL kickers are so good, oh, he you don't give them a second chance. He ain't missing the second one, dude. No, especially five yards closer. No, um, and that's that was that's the ball game, and. Um, you know, and I just – it was – oh, my goodness. So, anyways, I, I know uh, that we got to get yes. to the calls. And um, and I want to say one more thing, Jeff, before we get to the calls, okay? Sure. Because this is a bigger issue, and I think for all the individual mistakes that happened in this game, mm-hmm. I think the big, the biggest issue – and I wrote this for Cover 3 today. I'm not sure if it's up on the website yet. That carried from week one to week two. And, again, it's not an individual play. This is a, this is a trend now and a theme. This defense has to play better. Yeah, I this don't know. Defense you know. has to play better. And specifically, the pass defense has to be better. That includes your pass rush. That includes both cornerbacks. That includes your linebackers. That includes your safeties. There are way too many wide open guys all over the field. Well, I'm sorry. You cannot off so far at these guys. You know what night. though? But Jeff, then they played man. You know, on the on the fifty nine yard throw to um McKissick, they were in man. Yeah. And then yeah. on the final drive, they I were just tra- matched up. No, bad. Right, well, you have a linebacker or a running back, right? Mm-hmm. And I tracked all this today because I thought they played a lot of zone two. And I can give you the numbers. I think they played sixty-eight um, percent a combination cover two or cover three, about half and half. And then man was about fifteen percent. So they did. They, so they did play more zone. But then if you go to the final drive, they played man three straight possessions. It was a five-yard catch, a seven-yard catch, and a six-yard catch. To put Washington in the field goal range to, to on the final drive. Yeah. So even when they played man, that didn't help that much either. Nope. So, they, look, I, how, whatever you play, and they were a really good zone team last year, play it better. All right? Sure. Stop giving up catches. Eventually, Jeff, you have to get off the field. I talked about it last week. They gave up six straight drives of 50 or more yards to Denver. Well, this wasn't much better. Okay? After the first two Washington drives, here is Washington's offense. A 90-yard drive on 13 plays. You have one forced punt, 15 plays, 4 yards. 12 plays, 84 yards to end the first half for a touchdown. Another score at the half. Yes. So two touchdowns, both more than 80 yards worth of drives in the first half. They force a punt on the first drive of the game, first drive of the second half. And then Washington doesn't punt again. 33-yard drive for a field goal, 51-yard drive for a field goal, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. You get the Bradbury pick and then the 40-yard drive for the field goal. Jeff, this is Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Henneke, okay? Mm-hmm. They're quality players. Um, this is not a, a, an insult to them. You know who's coming up? Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Tom Brady, <laughs> all right, and Sam Darnold's mixed in there too, all right? You better get this thing straightened out because when you start playing these other quarterbacks that are better and have longer track records, it's going to be worse. So yeah. they better figure that out. Otherwise, even if you correct all these little things that we talked about today, Jeff, it's not going to matter because you got to get off the field if you're, if you're the Giants' defense, period. Stop. And your best player, basically, on defense was just getting, I mean, he was getting manhandled by McLaurin last night. 14 targets, 11 receptions for 107 yards. Now, okay. McLaurin's really good, but yes. But, that, but, but yes. so is Bradbury. No, absolutely. He's your, he yep. is your, he's your Pro Bowl player. He's your number one corner. Um, that is, that's unacceptable. It, it, it absolutely is unacceptable for a player of that caliber to go up. That, by the way. That's why you have a number one cornerback to be able to play on a guy like McLaurin, right? I mean, he's spectacular. I like him a lot. He's a great route runner, man. Fortunately, he's in our division. We play him twice a year. I really like him. Now he was and, he was the out of all my all the draft talk we've done the last four years. He's the guy that I got right the most. Sure. I love that guy coming out. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. 
Um, and then you know the fourth down plays, they they got to they got to stop some of these. <laughs> yeah, like just one. Could you stop one? Please? I, no, they, they haven't. Can't. They I haven't. Mean, within two weeks, I don't know how many it is. Did somebody well, do they, the math? They it's... were three for three last week, and this week I two think then was two for two, right? So they're I'm five for right five in two games. Yep, two for two, five for five in two games. Not good, Jeff. Not no. good. No. So uh, listen, folks, you got to hang in there. Um, it's a long season. And, you know, that you have every right to, to, to voice your opinion, and um, we're going to hear it, and uh, let's go. <laughs> I mean, let, let the floodgates open. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you can stand in front of me. I'm going to cower behind you when we take these <laughs> You're calls. You're going to fall okay? asleep, John. John's oh, like was, gone, he has uh, not yeah. gone to bed today. So I have, uh, Yeah, I have not. So, folks, if I, if I sound incoherent today, I apologize. <laughs> there is a good chance that's going to happen. I've almost fallen asleep at my desk around a half a dozen times already. We didn't get back till 5 in the morning. I slept two hours on the bus, and then I basically came right to work after a shower. So I basically have not slept. So bear with me as I try to navigate through this show. Well, yeah. Hey, you're doing okay up to this point, I, all right? I, I'm giving you a passing grade right now. Okay, that's good. I'm going to lean on you, have, you know, big time here, Jeff. That's so fun. just FYI. All right, don't miss out on the return of New York Giants football. The 2020, the 2021 season is underway, but there's still time to secure your season tickets. Speak with a Giants ticket representative now and become a season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. There's also some single game tickets available for upcoming games too. So I think that's Giants.com slash single game tickets. You can check that out as well. Is it line one through three? That's the, that's the order, Taylor. All right, we're going to start line one and go up to Jesse in Connecticut. He or she is up first. Jesse, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, John? How you doing, Jeff? Good. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, he Jesse. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's been better, boys. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just had that. a. Uh, <laughs> I just got one comment. Two quick points, if I if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my com my comment is, uh, I think as Giant fans and uh, analysts, we can all agree that the bloom is off the rose with Joe Judge and the coaching staff. I mean, last year we gave him a little bit of a pass because there was, you know, no offseason, no training camp, no OTAs. So we understood it was going to be, you know, for a brand-new coaching staff, it's not going to be easy to, you know, get the team, you know, looking like it's going to be top form. But, uh, you know, after last night, you know, we, we, we've been hearing about this uh, disciplinarian and – holding people accountable, but at the end of the day, we still have an undisciplined football team. Well, Jesse, keep in so mind, though, in, in, in 16 games over two years, 18 games over over two years, and I'm going to be honest, and, 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 if I'm, and if I'm forgetting something, please tell me. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to listen. This is really, for me, the first game that was lost because of these types of discipline-related, penalty-related mental error type of mistakes. We had games last year with, like, the Ingram drop. That's not a coaching thing, right? That that That's an execution thing. So this, to me, was the first time we saw something like this. So I'm not willing to just throw out the first 17 games and say, yeah. oh, that was a mirage, and this is more indicative of what this team is about. You know what I'm saying? And this team last year I was agree. one of the less, less penalized teams in the league. Correct. So yes. just let's, we can go from there. Go ahead. Oh, uh, and then my two quick points is number one, uh, you know, we Galladay and and you know getting in Jones's ear last night. I mean, that's that can't happen. You know, if if that happened to Tom Brady, what do you think Galladay would be dealing with today? Well, well here's he the thing never too. Get another pass stone. We we don't even know what they were talking about, or quite frankly, we don't know exactly who Galladay was talking to either. So. I, I until I know exactly what that conversation well, was, well, I no, no. I'm going to hesitate to make a comment about it. Jones admitted it during the press game conference, uh, the post game press uh, presser. He said that you know that you know they were they'll get it straightened out, and then he was a competitor, and he he wants people like that on his team. Jones is so also a what, Jones is also a yeah, very Jones, good he he's also a very good teammate. I will leave it yes. at that. Oh no, I, he he reminds me of Eli in that regard. He'll never throw any of his teammates under the bus. That's why, as Giant fans, we're all rooting for that kid. You know, he he showed me a lot last night, and that loss definitely wasn't on him. But we got a few things to iron out before uh, you know the Falcons come into no, town. No, absolutely. And then my last my last point, I'll make it quick. Uh, the running game. If we are going to rely on Daniel Jones to be the lead focal point of our running game, the kid's in trouble. There's no way he's going to last 17 games if we can't get some kind of conventional running game going. I mean, 
the, the Saquon Barkley, and I, I know he's coming off an injury, but if you guys remember, the, the game before he got hurt versus Pittsburgh, he was running the same way. It's like he, he, he's not running tough between the tackles. For whatever reason, he wants to bounce everything. You know, I don't know if it's a uh, you know combination of the offensive line, you know, him not trusting them, or the holes aren't there. But my point is, if Daniel Jones keeps this up, I, I don't think he's going to make it through the season because he's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar can dodge and weave through a lot of those tacklers because of his athleticism. Jones is a straight, straight speed runner. Oh, that's fair. He, he's going to get killed from from the side or from behind and. You know, I just don't want to see that happen, and I'll take the rest of it off air. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Jesse. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. I do think Jones did a little bit of a better job, Jeff, either getting out of bounds or getting down in yeah. this game as compared to week one. I don't think it was good enough, right. but I think he was better. Um, and in terms of Saquon Barkley, look, guys, we talked about it when Saquon got drafted. He's not a guy that's going to you know, put his shoulder down and gain three or four dirty yards. I think he needs to do a better job of that, but that's just not generally his style. Yeah. With, with with the way he runs. Um, and now, quite frankly, he has a new left guard and center in front of him, too. So that's going to be another adjustment for this whole team. Right. Because Nick Gates ain't coming back this year. No. Okay? No, unfortunately. And Shane Lemieux's on IR. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure all that out. But, yes, I agree the running game does have to improve. It has to become more consistent. Where, you know, Barkley's overall numbers looked okay, but so many came on that one run. It's If Jesse's larger point is it needs to be, you know, fewer no-gain negative plays, one-yard plays, and more four- or five-yard plays, I think that's I think that's fair. So, listen, so first of all, the penalty, um, the discipline, okay, this this team, this team is disciplined, okay? They just, they, they had a nightmarish of a night last night. They had a night. bad game. They played um, a bad game. It's going to happen, um, you know, you just, and you kind of got to throw caution to the wind a little bit there, but this team, I John, you're around it more than any of us. They're down there. You've seen Joe. Joe Judge is a disciplinarian, okay? He's not going to put up with a lot of this stuff. He's also not going to throw his players under the bus, okay? So that will never happen. By the way, if you want to see Joe Judge at the podium the same way he is on the sidelines, you might, you're nev- you might as well wait forever. It's not going to happen. And by the way, Jeff, that's why I think it – and by the way, for the people that listen to our postgame show, you know, Joe Judge takes a really long time to come out, usually around 20, 25 minutes after the game, sometimes mm-hmm. 30 I think that's so he calms down. Well, he's because got Joe it. is a fiery guy. Like he, he, you, if he can, he can, you, he can get emotional. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe emotional is the wrong word, but he's very intense. Well, and I think he wants to let that intensity melt away a little <laughs> bit, so he, so he says the right things when he gets to the podium. Is my point. I, I always thought it was funny, and I, I'm on, I don't want to lose my train of thought because I want to have. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. I interrupted. Drive. No, that's okay. That's okay. Like I know that um, watching the Rutgers games last year with Je- with um, Shiano, he has two guys next to him continuously, because he's a hothead and he knows it. And these guys are there to protect him. <laughs> and so I really believe that Joe Judge. I think Ryan Holleran is, as you know, Ryan. I think that he's kind of like his chief of staff is his title. Yep. He's there by him. Last night when he was going onto the field complaining oh, to the referees, him back. I he saw, pulled him back. I, I so I think that there is a cooling off period there that happens after the game, and that's a good thing. Um, but here's the thing. This team is disciplined. I know you're going to argue. A lot of people will argue with me at this juncture, but I think for the most part it's, it's consistent. Okay. Um, the other thing with uh, Daniel Jones, um, yes, you've got to be careful. Um, because, you know, he is a guy that has a history of injuries. He is a guy that has a history of fumbles. And so, however, you don't want to take that away from him, though. You saw what he could do to, to the, and how he can help this offense. So I think having him be able to run the football like he does is a positive, okay, because it's going to be able to help your offense going forward. Now, Saquon, I, let's, let's just state the facts here. Like you said, John, I mean, he's a boomer bust guy sometimes. He's going to get that 40-yard. We talked about in the pregame on our over-under and factor fiction segments where we're saying, like, okay, you know what? Is Saquon going to get 80 yards? We both agreed, you and I did, that he's going to get a big play in there. So maybe this number gets to that. It didn't, but, and we were both right. And it didn't, and okay. we both were wrong. But the fact is it was there. He made the big play. We wish it would have been an 80-yard right. mm-hmm. run instead of 40. But, you know, that's just the way he he's going to run. And by the time he's going to get a little bit more experience in there with this offensive line that now has been created – um, just right in front of our eyes, basically. I thought it was a bold, bold thing to do coming off of a short week, but they did it. 
And um, now they're going to move forward the next 10 days and have – because, you know, when you think about it, John, maybe the reason they did that was because let's get these guys in there to get some experience playing together, and now we've got 10 days of practice with them. Yeah. You know, so a lot of – that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? They're, they're the coaches. They're the ones that do things. Um, we're the ones that take calls and try to – you know, defend us here and there. So. Yeah, and, and again, again, on the on the Gallaudet thing on the sideline. Again, oh, we just, that's right. Okay, we just and don't I, know. And, and I look, I know Daniel answered the question, but he's going to answer the question because that's the type of guy that he is, and he's not going to say no. It wasn't yelling at me. He was yelling at that guy, even well, if he was yelling at somebody else. So look, but, you saw the video. Yeah. Daniel was in the middle of it. I don't know what was said. I don't know. Everyone says that they're all hugging and kissing, and everything's all well and good now. I believe that. I I don't go nuts with with that. You can't, okay, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a football player in the National Football League, and even in college or high school, listen, this game is not for the kind heart, okay, lighthearted, whatever the term no, is. It's a tough game. you got to be mentally tough. You have to be mentally tough. And by the way, you, you can't have you, – you have to have thick skin, okay? you got to be able to take criticism from anybody. I mean, you get it from the coaches every single day, yeah. okay? I played in this league a long time and had – multiple multiple coaches with different personalities the one consistent is that they all are on your butt 24 7 that doesn't mean that one of your better players can't get on another guy because that's just a respect thing and these guys don't hate each other it's the heat of the moment okay i'm sure they buddied up after the game you know as sterling Shepard said it last night they dabbed after the game Whatever that means, I have no idea in today's world. I know a lot of people understand that lingo, fist bump, but fist I don't. Bump. Fist bump, Jeff. Fist bump. That's what <laughs> oh, that is. That's what fist that bump. is? Yes, correct. Okay. Well, good. Good for the fist pump. All right? And so they got they, they worked it out, oh. but that's just a heat of the moment thing. Okay? Don't read too yeah. much into it. I mean, look, I, I mean, it's a completely different level, but I, I know when I was growing up, Jeff, playing basketball with my friends, we used to play on the same team. We used to fight with each other all the time during games, yell at yeah. each other, scream hey, at each ball other. Hawk, stop shooting yeah, the right. ball so much, dude! Like you would, you would literally like we get into arguments on the sideline. We like yell at each other all do. the time, and then you high five at the end of the game, and everybody's fine. Yeah, so and it's not see, not a big deal. You go back and forth and this and that, and you know then now now it, again, if this becomes like an every game thing and it becomes a distraction, well, then, then that's a problem. different conversation. Yeah. But I don't think we're we're there yet. And by the way, you don't have time to to sit there and do that for forever. No, you, you just not. you got to move on. And and they did. All right. Well, anyway. let's stick with the off-the-field issue with the wide receiver and go to Chuck in Pennsylvania. Chuck, what's going on, pal? Thanks, thanks, guys. Good afternoon. And hello. Thanks for the hello. Can you hear? Yeah, yep. we got can you. Can hear me? Yep, we're right there. Great. Um, so, yeah, I'm really concerned about uh, not so much what happened on the field, but what happened off the field after the game, and Kadarius's Tony's tweet, um, which was um, what I was don't it exactly that, again, Chuck? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see it either. What is it? So he basically don't curse by uh, the way. If there was a curse a, in there, tweet, allegedly, or he, it was him, and he tweeted a picture of him or someone smoking a marijuana cigarette and counting his money um, and saying, you know, basically, no big deal. I still got my money. No, oh, jeez. All right. Um, and I just feel like. Um, you know, obviously there's a maturity issue there, but more than that, what do you do? And, Jeff, I'm interested in your take on this. What do you do with a player like that? I mean, by the way, just for the record, he played 19 snaps last night compared to five in week one. He played 28% of the snaps. He did not get a touch yeah. in the game. And yeah. Joe Judge did talk about that today, and he said that, look, he's talked to Kadarius, and, and he doesn't think there's an issue there, and I don't even think he was aware of the, of the tweet. I have to go back and look and li re-listen to that press conference. I've already forgotten what was said because I haven't slept. But, um, <laughs> uh, look, I, Joe Judge indicated that that is not an issue, and I don't, I don't think it is. But, again, that, that's something that we just, we just don't have context for, so I have trouble commenting on it. But, Jeff, you can answer Chuck's <sighs> question. Listen, I, you know, I am a guy that played in three decades, okay? So yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s. 50s, 60s, 70s, right? <laughs> I, I, I got the tail end of this when I was, you know, you know, basically getting diapers in my locker. I, I, I got a little bit of the social media stuff, but I do know this. Were you getting uh, diapers because you were old or because yeah, you had a lot of were, kids? Pe no, people were putting them oh, in my locker. Okay, I got jokes. you. I got you. Okay. But this stuff is in these guys this is the dna of today's world right i mean these guys are 20 years old 21 years old um they're born with cell phones it's just the way that it is and they got to be smarter than this i'm looking at the tweet as we speak okay right. i i th this I'm, i promise you something has been said and you know they will nip this in the bud um he's obviously young um we know that 
and I think the team knows that. So this, you just don't like to see these types of things like this because the, you don't want these things to, to, to get into something else. You know, he does right. this one time, then all of a sudden now it becomes a habit, and then it's like, you know, it's like it's affecting the whole team. They will nip this in the butt. And by the way, Joe Judge is very private when it comes to discipline with his players. We won't hear much about this. But I promise you, I promise you there's been something said in person and maybe in his office, okay, that – this is not going to fly. You will not do this again, okay? Because there are certain things that go, and there's a little rule in the NFL called conduct detrimental. That is something that they can use when things get out of hand like this. And, by the way, that costs you your paycheck. So him holding all that money, he may not have it if he continues to do tweets like this. I'm telling you. So, 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 do you, so do you fine him? Do you sit him for a game? I mean, what, I, what do you do? I, you know what? It's, I, I don't know. It just depends on, on the discipline part of your I think Judge. you probably have a conversation. You have first. a conversation right. and tell him, you know, if this happens again, we're not, this isn't what we're all about here, right? You're okay. young. We, you had COVID, unfortunately. You've missed a lot of training camp. We can't put you in the game and expect you to go out there and play, you know, 50 plays. It's I mean, the guy hasn't happen. even had a dozen practices yet, right, Jeff? Not even. And no. by the way, he got how many plays yesterday? What was the, the 19, tally? 19. 19. Okay, well, what do you have the, the week before? Five. 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 Okay, so, yeah. all right, so we're moving through there. We're getting there. But remember this, Kadarius. You got a lot of guys in front of you, well, man. Well, that's the thing. Like, who is he taking? <laughs> like, like that, for example, yesterday, his snaps came at the expense of Darius Slayton. Darius mm-hmm. Slayton only played 57% of the snaps. Yeah. Interesting. Well, at, all right, guys. Well, thank you very thanks much. Thanks for the call. Keep up the thank good you, work and get some rest. <laughs> I will, will do, Chuck. And, and do. John, we talked about this. You, don't, you can only play 11. <laughs> not right. And you can't, you, <laughs> you know, only play at most. I mean, you can play four wide sometimes. Yeah, but, but most of it's lot. three, three guys, right. you know, so um, he'll get his, he'll get his shot. He's got to be yeah, patient. He's going to have to build up to it. Um, and I, I will tell you that this is the most nondescript first rounder I've had. I mean, a while, right? Well, I mean, when the guy isn't healthy, the whole what do you summer, do? What do you do? So, yeah. I mean, you remember when Odell got drafted? We didn't see him till week five because was of the hamstring injury. Yeah. Injury. So yeah, that's right. For, exactly. For the off season. Yeah, it, it'll get there. It, 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 listen, the the offenses in the off the offenses in the National Football League are so complicated. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that as as a as uh, you know that he's not a smart guy. I'm just saying that there, it takes a while to learn. Number one, the plays, how right. the plays are designed, what defenses are. You know, as a receiver, you have to read defenses. You don't just go run a route because this is what it is. You got to understand when you're in this, they're in this coverage, that route might yep. not work. You know, so no, no question. And by, by the way, Jeff, all indications are that he is a smart guy and he is diligent. So hopefully we'll get to see 100%. him. You know, show that it's on just the a matter of him soon. getting in the rhythm and yep. getting back in football because he all was right. out for so long. All right, let, let's go to CJ in the Bronx. CJ, you're up, pal. Hi, CJ. What's good, guys? I'm going to be quick. Um, yeah. Last night happened. Just, that, that drop by Slayton was like the Ingram thing. Mm-hmm. We made a mistake. We're going to learn from it. And then we came back last year. Let's hopefully the same thing happened. Yep. Uh, Danny Schellen, he, he he makes me miss Delvin so much. It's ridiculous. Every time I see him, it's like he's getting blown off the ball. And now, in fairness, thing, I, actually quick, think, I actually think Austin Johnson's playing pretty well, to be honest with you, though. Yeah, all things are good, but anytime I start showing out there, I got a little worried. Okay. I got worried big time. Last point. And um, is it me or Tyler Heineke only passed the ball to the left side like three, four times only to um, um, Scary Terry? Because I see like he was going to his right more often than right in the middle, and that was it. Maybe a couple of times to Scary Terry on the left. That's pretty much it. Let's go blue. <laughs> Learn from my mistake. Get this going. Thank you, CJ. Appreciate the call. I can... Check out I can check out the passer map on him actually. I can check that. But in the meantime, while I check that, Jeff, I want to go to James and Newberg as oh, James. in calls here. James, All what's right. going on, man? How are you? Good, good. Yourself. I just good. wanted to speak you guys spoke earlier about the defense giving up the fourth down conversions. Yeah. And I think a big part of us losing this game was our offense not going for a couple of fourth down conversions, being more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, on on, on those uh, drives that we settle for field goals. What do you guys think about that? I'm assuming no. you're talking about Jeff and I mentioned this earlier. You're talking about the fourth and four in the fourth quarter before the 55 yarder. Is that the one you're talking about specifically? Exactly. Yeah, that's one yeah. of them. That's one of them. And I think we could have been more aggressive after. 
the Bradbury interception also. Well, yeah, there was you know, also, that, yeah, and there was also, by the way, a fourth and three mm-hmm. at Washington's 34 at the start of the fourth quarter, too. So I imagine those are the two you probably mean. Yes, yes, and I think we need to be more aggressive. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting at home just feeling like, you know, I haven't played football in a long time. I'm 47, but I feel like I could have gotten picked up that fourth down conversion. <laughs> you know? Well, easy. <laughs> you saw Saquon trying to pick up a yard every once in a while. It wasn't so easy. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I think that's the trick, right? I mean, at fourth and three and fourth and four, you pretty much have to – I mean, have to is a strong word, but I don't know how confident you feel about running the ball there, so I think you have to pass it, right? And with the way your line had been playing, I'm not sure how great you feel about that. But and with, that has a lot to do with it, But John. with the way the defense is playing, do you feel good about just kicking field goals, too? So, I, again, much like before, I do think there are two fair sides to that coin. But I think I certainly understood. And, look, Gano made the kicks, right? So that, that does justify the decision a bit. Right. But in the end, the but, field goals weren't enough, which is also exactly. fair. And that's the thing about there was five the kicks, of them. So if, we, if we score a touchdown, now you have two minutes and the Redskins have have to capitalize on a touchdown and not just the field goal. Yeah. Well, Do you understand? I, no, yeah. I hear you. Yep. And listen, I mean, it, this is this can always the conversations can always go either way. I, my my point on the fourth down plays is a couple things. Number one, it depends on the tempo of the game, how things are going. That drive, if you're moving the ball, you're moving the ball, you're, you, you're having some success, and you get into a fourth down situation. Well, obviously, if you're having success on this drive and you feel comfortable that the fourth down play will work, then you run it. And so both I, those drives, by the way, they started at their own 25, and they got it to like the Washington 35 on those two drives. Okay, so decent, right? You know, nothing. nothing yeah, they, I mean, they moved the ball around 50 or so yards yeah, on those drives. Okay. Um, I think the that, other- build, that, that would, you know, build confidence in your play. When you have confidence in your players, you know, it gives them the confidence to be able to, to, to convert on that fourth now. It gives you the confidence <laughs> to call the play because you have confidence that the players are going to execute it. You know, that's the big thing. Yeah. And also, you know, exactly. and then on the flip side of it, you're going to get the argument like, why are we going for fourth downs when we got a field goal kicker that can kick and make points? And, you know, how, we got to take the points there. So, you know, you argue both ways on this. It's, it's just the ebb and flow sure. of the game that makes sense, in my opinion. Sure. Generally speaking, though, if you have it fourth and under five and you're inside the 40-yard line, I usually would be okay with going forward in those situations. Yes, Ge- yes, because you're still going if, you, if you don't get it, you're still giving them, you know, you're not giving them a – if you miss the field goal, you're giving them the ball at the 45-yard line, okay? Yeah, I mean, and, not even exactly. the – yeah, yeah, about, give or take. And so – and by the way, in today's day and age, these field goal kickers, 55-yard field goals are nothing. So they only have to go 25 yards to be in field goal range. So I, I just feel like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a dangerous game to play on fourth downs, but evidently the – the, the Giants' opponents for two weeks in a row are okay with it. They're five for five. Tell me about it. Tell me about <laughs> it. And that's the way I was looking at it. Like, you know, of course, you're not going to be dumb enough to go for a fourth down conversion all the time. But sometimes you just have to be aggressive enough to say, listen, we need this game. We can't go down 0-2. You know, let's convert this fourth down and get into, get into the end zone and make yeah. it more difficult for them to come down two-minute drive and have to score a touchdown as opposed to making a couple big plays and kicking a field goal and winning the game, as they did. You know, it's um, you guys will remember this. Last year, Washington. Appreciate the call, James. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank um, you. The Washington football team goes for the win, and they are denied the two-point conversion. Yep. Um, I'm sure they were feeling the same way that this Giants team was feeling this morning, that 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 they you know they basically gave a game away. Um, that team went on to win the division, even though they did lose that game. But you know these are things that our head coaches have to deal with. Um, and I'm not saying that you know any one of these field goals they should have went for it on fourth down. It could you never know. It could have impacted the game. But the fact of the matter is the Giants lost a game that they should have won. There, they had every chance to win this game. They basically flat out offensively did enough to win defensively didn't do enough and then penalties cost in the game that's it that's yep. what happened and by the way jeff i read a stat i believe in week one there were more attempted fourth down conversions in a I, single they week mentioned that on the broadcast last in, night than in nfl history so and by the way it's just like anything else the analytics are rearing their ugly heads in football now they're just they're starting to come through a little bit more and more paul and dottino think- loves it 
I'm sure he does. In fact, he went and renewed his PFF subscription for the next 10 years. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things you've ever said, Joe. That was pretty good. Uh, by the way, I did look up, um, I think it was CJ in the Bronx that asked a question. He was right. Um, Henneke attempted only three passes to the left side of the field. That's outside the numbers to the left side of the field yesterday. And only one beyond 10 yards. So, good call, CJ. I did not notice that when I rewatched the tape today, but you were absolutely right. Oh, it completed a pass more, more than one, only one for 10 yards? He was two for four. No, I'm sorry, two for three for 19 yards to the left of the numbers. Oh, to the left. Okay, yeah. To the right of the numbers. Oh, man. Um, He was, let's see, two for six, uh, three for eight, six for 11, for 21, 96 yards and a touchdown. But he really ate up the middle of the field. He was, dude, over the middle, yeah. between 0 and 10 yards, Money. 20 of 21 for 151 yards. And, and, you know, the week before that, he completed 13 in a row. Um, the, we, the, he's very accurate. He's he's, uh, And I'll tell you what. So I'll tell you, a, though, he wasn't afraid to put the ball in the danger either. He tried to fit that ball into a couple, a couple of tight times. spots, yeah. man. Finally, Woo. it got to him. He kind of kind of understood that one of these guys was going to make a mistake in the end. And right? it was I mean, a heck of a play by Bradbury to jump that it route. It really was. And by the way, that's just, you know, they were in man coverage there, and it was just it's just yep. a great play by him. I will tell you this. The throw that he made to um, the tight end. What's his name, John? Um, oh, Logan Thomas. Oh, the one no, no. where he put it right in front of the safety. Oh, oh the one to uh, Seals Jones. Oh. Great catch, too, by the way. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Great throw. Wow. Adore, Adoree Jackson's coverage on that was actually very good. It was just, you know, Seals yeah, Jones is like thrown. five inches taller than him. There was nothing he could do. And listen, I, you got to give props to Daniel Jones on the, on the touchdown pass to Darius Slayton. What a beautiful pass that was, the one that he caught. Anyways, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. I got to do one more read here, folks. The Delta variant is spreading quickly in all areas of New York State. People who are not fully vaccinated are at greater risk from COVID-19. Please protect yourself. Get vaccinated. Visit ny.gov slash get vaccinated or talk to your health care provider. And don't forget, you can take in all the action of Giants football from your very own private suite. Giant suites are a great way to entertain the family and friends while rooting on your Giants right here at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giants suite representative now by calling 888-NYG-1925. And if you're interested in the Eli Manning suite special package deal for September 26th when the Giants retire Eli Manning's jersey, select option four when you call 888-NYG-1925. And that exclusive suite package includes Eli bobbleheads, jerseys, t-shirts, and more. Do you know the Ryder Cup's going on, John? Did you know that? (laughs) No, I do not. Trying to take your focus away from this, so. Let's go to Kyle (laughs) in New Jersey. He's up next. Kyle, what's happening? Kyle? Kyle going once. Oh, he he left. Okay, Kyle, give us a call back. We'll get you back on. So let's go to Scott. I think that's in Michigan. Scott, what's going on, pal? Hey. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? So I'm doing all right. Be better if I was driving back to Michigan with a W instead of a loss. It's a long drive to uh, soak in the loss. Um, oh wait, so you you yeah. drove you drove to DC all the way from Michigan? Yeah, me and the wife decided to take a take a road trip. Never been to DC, so we did the White House and the monuments and all that. But obviously, oh, caught cool. the game. And, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, great seats down on about the 35. You know, 18 rows back. So I'll tell you what. I say that was good game. I say that was what about like 15 to 20 percent Giant fans in the crowd. There were there were there was oh, a good I amount was, of Giant fans. I would I would say even more, you know, it was I would say almost twenty five, maybe even thirty. If, nice. if you if they were making noise, my whole section was making some noise. I don't know if it can be heard on the live broadcast, but we were when the Giants were on defense, we were you know, defense. Yeah, class, we class heard that. We did hear that at yeah, some point. I, mean, I was I was trying to get everyone hype. I was like, There's so many of us here, let's make some noise, guys and uh, it feels like we could have had almost uh, the impact on their offense if our fans were into it. It was it was uh Unusual how many Giants fans weren't yelling when it's third and long for them, you know. Uh, just kind of giving them a quiet down. But anyways, I wasn't going to call up and talk about that. Uh, great game to go to live. I mean, down to the last wire. Obviously want to come back with the, with the W. But uh, why can't we guard McLaurin? I mean, they got they have one guy that can make plays uh, over under coverage. And so, you know, 
not let, not having the, the TV, I can only see one angle of the field, right? So, sure. so when Bradbury's on him, he wasn't pressing him, redirecting his route. He was giving him a three, four-yard cushion, even when they're playing the man coverage that they did. It didn't seem like he's up there throwing him off his rhythm. They're not giving him anything. Like you guys said, it looked like a seven-on-seven drill. Okay, I'm going to play a little two-hand tap with you. You're going to break inside and catch it in between me and the linebacker. It just one. looked like... You know, kind of a weak pass-off coverage, and, and I, I wanted to see him up there physical every single play. And, sure, you, you fade a, a linebacker to his side or the, drop the safety down into the box a little bit to help because they weren't going deep. They weren't going deep all game. I'd rather see us get burned man-to-man with pressure on the quarterback on a blitz than just let them dink and dunk and, and look like, what did you say, Jeff, uh, the Dan Marino. I mean, he looks like Dan Marino because there's a soft coverage and no pressure. Can we pick one? I would rather have man-to-man and blitz six people every play. At least he's going to run for his life. Like, they can beat you on the run something. Like, oh. So that was, it was hard to watch that. I mean, what were your guys' thoughts on, you know, that's my first point. What are your guys' thoughts on the, the McLaurin coverage? Could they have done more? Uh, was it all Bradbury? Was it the scheme? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think that you what you did see um, at first was that <clears throat> excuse me, and Bradbury was given a good cushion, but you know as, as soon as they started to throw targets at him, they started to bring the safety over for a little. They got him some help. Um, I, I feel like you now know, most the, of his catches were underneath. Now it's not like yeah. they were getting him on. He had that one deep in cut, but otherwise most most of it was underneath. And that's by plan, right? I sure. mean that just that's the way this defense has always worked. They're going to give you what's underneath, and then when they get into the red zone, they toughen up. You know, they were the second-best second, second best team in the league last year in the red zone. So they'll let you get some, some yardage, but they're not going to get beat over the top. And that is play. basically how they played last year, too, Jeff, to your point. You're right. 100%. And here's the other thing. Um, I feel like, you know, we talked a lot about uh, discipline on the outside of the, of the rush for the Giants. You know, he, Henneke, he, did not, he didn't scramble a lot last night. He's a, he's a, a big potential uh, playmaker outside the pocket. Well, um, I think the Giants have, did a they did a nice job with that. Well, the problem is that he didn't have to. No, well that's okay. You know what? That's a great point. He did not have to. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. if someone actually forced him out well, of the pocket, you know he would win. I, I guess. I guess. You know, and, and, and when we talk about like, hello, wake up, Jeff. Uh, no, maybe, okay. maybe if they got more pressure on him, that he would run. But, right. You know, and by but the way, just the, the PFF. I don't know if it's by design yeah, that they didn't want him to do that. But you yeah, know. Th- these aren't PFF's final numbers. They usually update him again. But as of this morning, on their initial run through the game. I think they only had the Giants getting pressure on 20% of his pass plays. That's just – it's not enough. It's no. not enough. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. And especially, Bro, by the way, that, that by the way, that offensive line, they got a rookie right tackle. Eric Flowers is in there. You know, they aren't exactly the, you know, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line there either. So I was expecting a little bit more pressure over the course of that game. Here's a yeah, couple – Yeah, so as far as some positive things, I mean, would you guys – I mean, if, I, if they said – we were going to get 29 points every game. I would take that. I thought the offense yeah. looked the best I've seen it since Daniel Jones' debut versus Tampa. I mean, I don't think I've seen them run a better offense than since that point. That one flash where you're like, oh, my God, I love Daniel Jones. He gave that to you tonight. And by the way, oh, I, I think I think, way, I think the same ha- play. <laughs> yeah, and I think, by the way, you have to give Garrett credit. They clearly saw something going into this game that Washington would be susceptible to the keeper with Jones on that read option play because they went to it a lot, and it worked every time. I don't think they had one run for loss when and, Jones kept the ball. And yeah. the touchdown that he ran was a very similar to the Tampa game where he ran that touchdown for the win. Yeah. Right? And what would you guys say? I mean, would you put that pass in live motion when Jones threw that to Slate and he was wide open? It looked like, you know, it, it just bounced off of his hands. But when you watch the replay on the, on the big screen, I mean, when you have a receiver that wide open, should he not have just gave him a softer, makeable throw? I understand <laughs> no, that that's you know, fair. you're in the pressure, no, it's, it's you're in the moment. Fair. That's you fair. Back, but you can, you can see Daniel Jones is not blind. You can see he's not threading the needle. He was pretending like there's a guy on his hip pocket. He had to put it over someone's yeah. shoulder and dunk it into a spot. No, don't get me wrong. If there was a guy there, that was the most beautiful throw I've ever seen. Right. But since there was no defender, can, can you just toss the guy an easy pass? He could turn around backwards backpedal into the end zone and catch it like a, almost like a punt return. But he was so open. There was no one catching him. So would you put that on Slayton? Obviously, you're getting paid I, to catch that. You know what? Catch I think you, you can – either argument, right? I mean, a lot of people are like, that. Daniel Jones should have thrown it better, you know, and Slayton, you know. 
Either way, here, here's the thing that I like about this, okay, if, if anything. I'm reading on Twitter. Um, Darius Slayton on his drop TD passes from Paul Schwartz. Um, quote, tried to run it down, probably should have done it, or probably should have dove. It's a play I 100% expect to make. There you go. Okay. There you go. And here's the other one about big decks. Okay. Um, this one is by Dan Salomon, our own Dan Salomon. Dexter Lawrence, quote, that's on me. We're talking about the offsides. Um, he said he has to be more disciplined at a crucial time like that. But he said, that's on me. Okay. I, I, and that's, that, I just like to see guys step up when they're asked a question that they honestly say and they take the responsibility for it. I, I, I like that because there's a lot of guys, John, you know, you're in the locker room sometimes. There's guys that duck these questions. There's guys that duck the press. All right. I just like people that stand up. And, you know, I, I, I've done it. I had to do it, you know, block kicks or I dropped a, I dropped a snap or whatever it is. It's time to pay the piper. you got to stand up and just tell, tell what happened. I like the honesty. Or you shanked one into the water on or Monday morning. Or you shake one into the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, shanking one into the water is much easier than shanking one out of bounds <laughs> in a game. Um, I had a few of those. Uh, eight yards was my uh, long, my shortest punt, by the way. So, eight? Eight yards. How young or old are you when you punted I was young. Yards? I okay. was young. Uh, there was probably – it was in New England. What was my your shortest six- punt for the Giants? Do you remember that? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. No, I try not to remember those, but uh, but they happen. You know, it's just it's just a matter of it happens. You know, like just in golf, you, you shank yep. some of them. You know, just boop right in the water. Oh well. All right, I'm gonna try to squeeze in a couple more calls here. Sure, let's go. Jeff, we got two on the line. We'll take them. Even okay. the, e, e, even the second one. Let's go to Don in Texas. He's up next. What's up, Don? <laughs> I know who this. Is. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. How you guys doing? Good. We're all right, Don. What's going on? It's been a while since I spoke to you guys. Hope you guys and the family are well. But we're doing good. Thanks. Into- we are. Thank you. Yeah. That's great to hear, guys. All right, so the real reason I'm calling is, uh, is my concerns for Joe Judge, but I do want to break down two other things before I get there. Um, there was two big-time like uh, change of events in the game that happened, and the second one I put on Joe Judge. The first one, when the Giants came out thunderous, they came out like heavyweight fighters. Then when Gates went down with his leg, for some reason the steam, it took the steam out of the team a little bit. They weren't as aggressive. They weren't controlling the line of scrimmage as much, and understandably so when a player goes down like that. The second one that I noticed was at the end of the game when Bradbury made that interception to get the ball right there for them to to really go for a touchdown instead of a field goal, and that to me is on judge. This is where my concern is. You cannot play, you cannot make decisions to make a field goal. As Herm Edwards would say, you play to win the game. You win the game, you make aggressive calls, you get down there, you score a touchdown. For the life of me, I don't understand why you run these plays into their front seven, which is their strength, with over two minutes left, three timeouts and a two-minute Well, Don, in fairness, for me, for me, Don, that's not about scoring a touchdown. You need to gain one first down. Yeah, first down to the – because the touchdowns, by the way, the Giants don't score touchdowns. So, to me, the first down is more important than a touchdown because you don't have to score a touchdown if you make a first down. Oh, I agree with you, gentlemen. That's 100%. But you don't run plays like that when all they're doing is stuff in the run. you got to get aggressive. A little play action. Yeah. Let's get some – their secondary could not guard our receivers. Play action. One first down gets it. That's it. It's game yeah. wrap. But and John and I talked about plays. that earlier. There's a little more creative yeah. um, play calling there. Maybe something that, you know, you draw up way before the game but again, starts. But, again, I'll say it again, though. If he puts that pass perfectly on Shepard, he might gain that extra yard yep. after the catch that he needs to get the first down on third down, too. Like, that's not out of the question. Yeah. At least that they was did on throw third it. down, though, wasn't it, John? Yes, that was yeah. on third down. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah you got to get more creative on those first two. They're anticipating the run, hard play action, get those plays, get those guys moving. Daniel Jones was killing them all game. Why would you run it right into their heart of the defense? Everybody's expecting it. That's, that's a coaching thing to me. So this is my concern for Joe Judge is in week one, he throws a challenge flag, and this week he gets passive. You got these are things that you start to see. Now I know he's been an assistant coach all these years, but this is his real first head coaching gig, and I'm a little concerned. You don't want to start seeing things like that, start seeing patterns like that. They got to get aggressive, like the previous caller said. Got to get aggressive. You can't be doing that. It was nice talking to you guys. Thanks. Hey, thank you. Don't be a stranger, Don. We appreciate the call. All right, Jeff. I'll, I'll let you do introduce the next caller. I'm going to go to the to the, the the northern northeast way up top. State starts with an M. Charlie, hello. How are you? <laughs> hey Jeff. Hey John. 
Hey, uh, we always find a way to lose. We never find a way to win. Charlie, how good and, was um, how good was Daniel Jones yesterday? Daniel Jones was Hello? pretty good yesterday. I admit. Okay, there we go. Fumble. That's all I wanted to hear. He didn't have a fumble. I got Charlie I to go as far as that. pretty good. That is a big step for you, Charlie. Congrats. <laughs> By the way, PFF over a ninety grade for him. I I, I know yeah, you like looking at the grades. Very good grade for yeah. him for you, Charlie. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You know, I still think that ball he could have just threw it up in the air put some air on it and Slayton could have just got the ball easy just like an Aaron Rodgers throw no that's you know, fair but you know when he's, when he's releasing it maybe he doesn't quite realize how wide open the guy is when he's releasing that either so would he have his eyes shut the other thing is is like just like the last call and the other call said Look, you just got the momentum. Bradbury was getting beat up all game. But like a pro he is, he comes back, makes a great interception. He redeemed himself. We're on the 20-yard line. You go for the kill. You go for the touchdown. You go for the end zone. You don't go for a first down. My God. And that was the game. That was it. You knew. I knew. Charlie, can I? They were going to come back. Good thing Paul was on the show. I need to agree with you. Charlie, can I just give you the other side of the coin sure. very quickly? Uh, no, I heard the other side. I don't like that side of the coin. No, but Charlie, no, but Charlie, you, you're the – but I think you're the perfect guy for, for me to make the case to. What does okay. Daniel Jones always do that you hate? Fumble. And you can't be those all the time. <laughs> right. Fumble. Correct. What, what do you think of the Giants' offensive line and pass protection? They, they were not so bad yesterday. No, but generally, what have, what have you been saying to us about the Giants' pass protection for the last five years? <clears throat> yeah, and not, not very good. So what happens if Daniel Jones goes back to throw, he gets yeah. sacked, fumbles the ball, I'm going to have a 1,000 people on the phones today. <laughs> Taylor's hair is going to be falling out because she can't screen them all, <laughs> yelling, how can you put the ball in Daniel Jones's hands with that offensive no, line not... and all the no, injuries no, no. and his fumbles? No. How do you do no, that? Not... You cost us that's the game. Not... Just kick the field goal and trust the defense. No, I no, promise no. you, I would have had no. dozens of people calling up today making that exact point to me, Charlie. And you know, who's you know be, why, You John? know who would be first in line? You. No. You no. would no, be you know first why, John? in line. You know why, John? Because it was a two points. If it was three points and we went up by three points, then they have to drive all the way down and get a field goal. It would be a tie game. But that was the problem. It wasn't three points. We only went up two points. And with two minutes left, and you're trying to save all these timeouts and make them use timeouts. They had plenty of time. It didn't matter. And they've been moving on us all game. Charlie, in fairness, fairness, to go the length of the field or go 50, 60 yards in two minutes with only one timeout, Jeff, that's not an easy thing to do. With no, only one time out, that, that is it was not easy. easy for them. Well, it was easy for <laughs> that them. goes back to my point about the defense, Troy. That's why my bigger theme here after these first two weeks, and thanks for the call. We got to run. I appreciate it, Charlie. Yeah, Thank okay. you, Charlie. We're yeah. over time. But, um, have a good have a good one. But that's why, to me, for all these individual things that you can critique, and again, I would, like I said before, Jeff, if you want to run a part play action on, on second down, like, like I think that was Bob in Texas said, I'm all about the second down play action pass on those situations. So I'm fine with that. But at the same time, you lose yards. All of a sudden, instead of kicking a thirty, uh, kicking a thirty-five yard field, you're kicking a forty-five yard field goal. It becomes much more difficult, and all that stuff. People would start, you know, being a little bit, you know, worried about that. I think. And again, that's why for me, these one place here or there, the criticism that's fine. Thematically, for me, right now, heading into Week Three, I am concerned about this defense. That has well, yeah, to get yeah. better for any of these other minor things to matter. Correcting the penalties, you know, being more aggressive on a fourth down here or there, whatever. If this defense doesn't start getting off the darn field, none of that other stuff's going to matter. Yep, and they got ten days to um, to plan against for the Falcons. I think that and and he, by Graham the way, will. 
Here comes your boy Kyle Pitts, Jeff. Oh, man. Every time Kyle oh, Pitts catches a pass, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be <laughs> slamming not. your head into Listen, the desk. I hope he has a great season other than next week. I don't want him to, I don't want him to do anything next week. Oh, I just but, want to watch him play in person. But, but if he does, it's going to be all your and Paul's fault. For of being course it will be. From us. Yeah. I'm but I, sure you know I, that. I'm with you with this defense. I, I feel like, and I said this last night, there's just way too much talent and too much leadership on this defense for this to continue. I agree. Um, I feel like that Patrick Graham has got the ability to to change things quickly, and and he'll he will he will get that he will get them going. And then listen, I, I think the offense, um, you know, we can put a lot of this on Jason Garrett if you want in that situation, and, and we're all perturbed about the two minutes and sixteen seconds, which is gonna. It's gonna it's gonna be in my mind forever. Two. And by the way, in fairness, at the end of the game, that is as much of a head coach thing as as an offensive coordinator. I, I, mean, I was just gonna. Get, so those two guys are uh, they're in together, right? But again, the play's called. You have to execute the play. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, darn it, it this, I'm sending in a run play. We got to execute. And by it. the way, I looked at those two run plays, Jeff, on the coaches' tape. I don't think they. M- I thought more yards could have been gained if they ran the plays a little bit better. In it wasn't way? completely stonewalled. There was some. There, there was, was a, some. You had some push. There, there were a couple creases. Okay, so there was some push at the line of scrimmage. There was a little bit of of you know opening, um, but like, I'm know, not saying they could have gotten four or five yards, but maybe instead of one you get three, and instead of three you get four, and then so all of a sudden you get, you're maybe in you third get and six yards three. on those two plays, and you're in third and three and third and third and four instead yeah. of third and seven, yeah. which is a difference. Ifs and buts were candies and nuts. Exactly. Right? We'd all have a Merry Christmas. Jeff, enjoy your weekend, my friend. John, get some sleep. I will. Um, (laughs) Of course, I have a a four-and-a-half-hour drive to Loretto, Pennsylvania with— Oh, you're going out there? —with uh, Detino tonight. So that'll be—that'll be Oh, man. Well, you guys be careful. Yes. Just be careful. Well, luckily, Paul doesn't need to sleep because he's a vampire. So That's right. He is um, a vampire. I, I can trust to fall the asleep, and then he can take us there. That's fine. Well, you guys be careful and call a good we one. We will. And, okay. Uh, and enjoy your football Sunday without having to watch the Giants. You can watch all the other games. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and then we'll be back with you for another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Monday at 1.30. Talk for, to you next week. Yeah. For Jeff Eagles, I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend, everybody.